Greetings, I'm Karen Colligan, and welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership Podcast. I'm the founder of a leadership organization called PeopleThink, where I created the Keep It Real Leadership Program that equips and elevates emerging and advancing leaders. It's all online and it can be done anywhere and it can be done at any time. What I know for sure is all leaders lead differently. And that's the beauty of leadership. It's so important to understand what your unique leadership style is. Now that word is worth repeating unique because everyone has their own leadership style, which will inform how they're going to help their team and help their organization move forward. You gotta be real and you gotta be bold and you gotta drive to take action. Cause let's face it. People look to their leaders for vision. They look to their leaders for coaching and growth opportunities. This is why as a leader, you want to be crystal clear about your unique leadership style and competencies. The whole purpose of the Let's Talk Leadership Podcast is to speak to a variety of leaders who are in different industries with different titles at different levels to better understand their unique way of leading. We're going to ask each leader the same six questions so we can provide you with a diverse way of looking at leadership. We want you to find those treasures that will help you be the best leader only you can be. So let's get moving and talk to our next leadership guest. In this episode, I am thrilled to be speaking to Eva Suka who is Senior Vice President and Global Head of SAP Enterprise Adoption at SAP. We're going to hear all about Eva's approach to leadership. So Eva, welcome and thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me today and looking forward to our talk about leadership. Great. Thank you. And so Eva, before we get going, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and give us a snapshot of SAP and your role. Yeah, so thank happy to do so. So um, as you know, SAP um, is the market leader in enterprise applications and helping companies of all sizes, all industries run at the best. And to give you one number, 77% of the world's transaction revenue touches an SAP system. Wow. Um, yeah, so this is 77% of That's the whole world's transactions revenue. Um, it's a company, uh, it's a true global company with more than 100 innovation development centers worldwide, more than 100,000 employees, a true diverse companies because our employees are coming from more than 140 countries. We have more than 22,000 partners operating. There is more than 27 billion euro total revenue uh, in the fiscal year 2020. And we are as well um, number one software company, the Joe Jones Sustainability Index. And this is already for 14 years. Um, so it's a truly leading company in that market space and um, a truly innovative company because uh, what we are thinking and offering to our customers is kind of um, the business processes to enable them to run the intelligent enterprise. So combine all these processes to account for whatever industry they are, whatever business they are, and wherever the country, co companies are operating, locally, globally, 
across countries, wherever our customers are. When I talk about myself a little bit, um, so my background is actually first computer science. I studied computer science. Later, I studied economics when I already was working at, um, at a company. Um, and my professional career was actually along many positions in different companies. So I started at Deutsche Bahn, which is the German Railways. Um, I moved then to uh, Oracle, um, a software company. Then I moved to DHL, so Postal Services. And now since 2005, I'm with SAP. Also assuming there are different leadership positions and product management, development, go-to-market, and many others. Currently, so since October last year, since October 2020, I'm leading um, a unit which is called SAP Enterprise Adoption. It's a unit within the board area product engineering. And we are actually taking care of some very important ingredients um, and topics supporting the adoption of SAP solutions at our customers. Um, so I'm assuming the global responsibility for all of quality and security for all of SAP's product. I'm also assuming responsibility for all of SAP globalization and localization efforts. What do we mean by that? Think of a customer who is operating in many countries and more than 80% of our customers are truly global com companies operating in more than two, three countries. And what a customers need is a software which is localized to the needs of a specific country. So think of the US being different from a regulations perspective than Canada, than Australia, than the UK, than India, China, France, and many other countries. What we are doing is translate the software in the local language and also make available uh, to our customer all of the regulations which are relevant to that specific country. And with that, we are truly differentiating capability here. I'm also responsible for the enablement of the SAP users. So when customers are introducing SAP software, they obviously want to derive the value out of the business processes they implement, the technology and for innovation that comes with that. And they want to make the people successful. And with that, we are also supporting customers to ensure the success of their people, that they are uh, empowered, they are trained, well enabled to be successful in the workplace. And there is another portion of my business, uh, which is sports and entertainment. Um, so I'm also assuming responsibility of our sports entertainment solutions, uh, which is event ticketing or anal analytics uh, for uh, sports games. And this is now in the time of COVID-19 also uh, interesting because a ticketing for a concert uh, could be also a ticketing for a vaccination appointment, which we are now um, also realizing here with our software. So I'm assuming a leadership role here at SAP, um, uh, a senior management position, and being um, accountable for these business areas. Wow, is what I have to say, Eva. So, so before we even get into this conversation, I'd like to know, do you sleep? Do you ever sleep, Eva? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yes, because I we I think this is also important. Right? Yes, so is... sleep is very important. Yes, indeed. And when you think about, you know, the globalization, what you talked about, the quality, the security, translating software. Um, and then, of course, my heart of hearts, and, and you know this because we've worked together about people being trained and making sure that they're empowered. And now we're talking about sports and entertainment, and not only the concert venues, but vaccinations. So uh, you've got a lot on your plate. And, and I know 
know, Eva, from our conversations about how important leadership is to you and how you you really rank that as one of the most important elements of what you really do um, in terms of those people. So that's where we're going to head in terms of our conversation. And so grateful to hear about what you're doing and what SAP is doing and, and the care that SAP is giving to the global economy and the global organization. So, so thank you for that. So, so our first question, Eva, is leadership is so personal. And as I have been interviewing for this Let's Talk Leadership podcast, I continue to recognize the distinctions that people have for leadership. So the number one question, how do you define leadership? Yeah, I was thinking about this. And I think for, for me, it's important to take the topic of leadership in in three areas. The one is that you have obviously be a good leader of the business. Let's, let's first say the three dimensions. So the good leader of a business or the second is the good leader of a people, of your people. And the third, as a leader, you have to also synchronize um, the goals and objectives with the execution. So you mm. have to, in the end, ensure things get happen, mm -hmm. things get done. There is a yeah. value, there is a benefit realized. So for me, leadership is about these three dimensions, be a successful leader in business with um, accountability, with customer focus, with value creation, with uh, advancing the value chain, moving along the value chain, growing, obviously, the business you're responsible for, um, doing the best for the customers, the partners, and the company you're with. The second being a great leader of, of the people. And for me, actually, a very important so that reminds me all the time when I think about this this pyramid of motivation. So you think about this pyramid um, with the different steps. At the, the bottom, you have the the basic needs. So this is eating, sleeping. And when they are covered, you kind of move along towards the top. And on the top, it's about the purpose. It's about the the impact you have and your work is having. And for me, this is really important to to focus as a leader that people understand what is the value they create, what's the bigger picture they contribute, how they can grow also, and where they are also this, this um, value chain um, and this pyramid of motivation, because then um, it's in the end about the impact the work uh, of the work they are doing. So it's also then a discussion about the, the purpose, the why, why you do things, and why these things you do matter matter to the customers, to the partners, to the stakeholders, whoever you're serving. The third is, I think, all the theory about vision, mission, goals, objectives. This is all important procedures, and you have to have them in place. But in the end, you have, when you're leading a larger organization, also ensure that things are happening, that, you, that execution happens, that there are programs in place, procedures in place, processes in place, tools in place. People are enabled, empowered to make things happen. So we also have to ensure as a leader, synchronization of the goals, the vision, where you want to go with the business and, and uh, the unit and where you contribute and that things are happening. So for me, this synchronization piece is also something which characterizes a leader. And obviously, um, a leader, some, some uh, characteristics of a leader, the leader has to take charge, obviously, be accountable, um, has to take decisions, whatever the circumstances, whatever the timeliness needed. But also with regards to people, um, have a 
mindset of supporting them to be successful. In the end, it's about then you being uh, a multiplier and work through others towards the goals um, you, you, you have defined or defined together. So this is also then about the how you do that, uh, working with people. It's about, um, as you mentioned in the beginning, um, a little bit of the coaching habit, um, asking them questions. And um, I think we will have the discussion also on that uh, later. So in a nutshell, leadership is about business, people, and synchronizing the organizational execution towards the goals and the impact you have to uh, achieve and want to make the difference. Eva, I love the fact uh, that you use the word multiplier because in all three dimensions that you talked about, the business, the people, and synchronizing the goals and objectives, it is all about uh, being a multiplier in each of those dimensions uh, and, and you um, providing each of those areas specific ways of doing business and then allowing the the people to execute because if you don't execute there are no customers if there are no customers there is no business so on and so forth so the multiplier i can literally visualize how that can happen in each of those uh three dimensions that that's really great and then that other idea about um, that you talked about in terms of purpose. So if you think about purpose, again, that lends back to each of those dimensions of business people and synchronizing goals and objectives, because each of those has to have a purpose, which then goes back to the vision and goals. So it's almost as if, Eva, it's this circle that just continually uh, happens and, and you're rolling around this circle in three, those three dimensions and bringing those pieces to each of the dimensions. So really visual. I can actually see what, what you're saying. And for you to be able to articulate it in that way, that means your organization, who is obviously a large organization, can also visualize it with you. So you, you put it in terms that is digestible for all. So um, really great. Thank you for that, Eva. Yeah, and um, then you can also prioritize. You can also see what is important. Obviously, all three things are important. But sometimes there is more focus on people, when there is change happening, sometimes it's focus, more focus on business. When there is um, a need to uh, grow that or um, uh, change or adjust or reprioritize, whatever. And also on the execution, if there is uh, something new you have to put in place to make things happen. And also to get buy-in. You have other stakeholders, you have other constituents you have to work with. So it's obviously kind of all the three dimensions, but they are not only playing nicely together, hopefully, but um, the, the tasks or the uh, focus is different at a point in time. Yes. And um, very, very fluid. And prioritization, um, they don't always play nice together. Prioritization does not always play nice because whoever is in and working in any of those uh, dimensions believes that their priority is, of course, the number one priority. And so that goes back to what you said about you as the leader have to be accountable and be able to make those tough decisions based on the needs of the business because at the end of the day, execution is what is, is, is going to keep us all moving forward. So great. Yeah, and one step I think I learned over time, it's a learning for me, that's the topic of prioritization because there were so many priorities and that many of priority one. We introduced here a, a concept of a rank because in the rank, when you rank things, you have a ranking list, um, there is always a unique number one. So Eva, you know, 
I'm so curious about values of leaders. And, you know, when when we think of values, we think of that as kind of our guiding light. It, it It's our North Star. It, it's really how at the end of the day, with all the prioritizations that that you have, values are what's going to help us say, yes, we're doing this. No, we are not. And, and to put boundaries around our values, um, obviously we have to articulate those, uh, those values. So as a leader, what are your top three values, Eva? Yeah, in a particular order, but uh, for me, the first thing is to be courageous because this is something you have to think ahead. You have to drive the business forward, take the people along, but taking courageous decisions and also moving out of the comfort zone. I think this is a key, for me, a key ingredient of leadership. And the second is um, actually a focus on, on clarity, that you mm -hmm. provide context, um, that you explain people why are things happening, what are pieces coming together and how do they come together, how do things relate. So this clarity um, the context you can provide paired with empathy also towards um, towards people um, that you take care of them, that they understand, but you also make them understanding things and support them in, in, uh, in being successful. And the third is, I think there is always for me, the importance to focus on, on, on the value on the customer value. Mm. But there are things always when you do and decide does it solve a problem? Which problem does it solve? And this is something we will achieve a differentiation and impact on our customers. So a lot of internal debates, a lot of uh, things going on. But in the end, for me, the customer focus makes the difference. So clarity for people, customer focus, and be courageous. As you said, clarity, I was thinking about the conversation we just had about your dimensions, your uh, mm -hmm. leadership dimensions. And what I said is, wow, I can visualize it. So that goes back to this value of yours that it's really important to provide the why and the context. So not only the people who are executing the customer, because obviously um, the customer focus is, is huge for SAP and huge for you in terms of your role. So um, thank you. Thank you for that. So, um, you know, we're going through an enormous amount of transition and change in, in, in 2020 is like nothing we've seen, as we well know. And now we're going into 2021. We're halfway through. People are confused. Are we going back to work? Are we not going back to work? Do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? So, so just the global pandemic piece. And then we've got the social awakening and then all the economic implications around that. So Eva, how do you lead through transition and change? It's been a, a volatile year for all. Yeah, Karen, this is, this is indeed a very special and unprecedented time. And we have never, never, nobody else was thinking that we are now more than one year in this pandemic. And I changed the job at SAP during that time. So 1st of October, I started in that new role. And I was had never the opportunity to, to meet my team, to meet people. Uh, in person, so this is all virtual. Um, and I think it's um, also along the 
three dimensions uh, responding to your question because the one is really it changes your your how you behave as a leader. Um, you have to engage uh, through virtual media. Um, so with all the restrictions that you cannot be in person, you cannot be, you have to develop a little bit more sensitivity to listen to science for people and be aware of what's going on. There was an increased aspect of taking care as a leader of people because you know how stretched many of them are taking care of the family and taking care of children and homeschooling and all of that. We have seen different facets of pandemic in, in different countries. So just recently we were confronted with a very challenging situation we had in India. Obviously SAP is a global company. So here we supported the teams or individual people in a very intense way. Um, so it's another way of leading. It's a different a way of interacting. It's a stronger taking care. It's a stronger focus also on safety, also from a company perspective, from psychological safety, that people are safe here, that they have a good job, that they can have meaningful work, that they can contribute. And emphasizing this, and people are really thankful for that, that um, we are offering these, these opportunities, but also the, term, uh, the topic of engagement. How do you engage? How do you build a team? How do you grow as a team? How you discuss all of that in a virtual way? So far beyond this tooling with whatever we have here from Europe to Microsoft Teams and to mention, not, not mention every single product, um, but also the discussion and the exchange. And so many facets around the work, the way you work, the way you interact. The other is um, part of my organization is also responsible to implement legal changes. And there was a strong growth of legal changes related to COVID-19 for different countries. So there is also customers relying on us because every country is issuing some regulations with regards to, to COVID-19. So um, in the US, deferring payroll tax obligations, or we had credit reliefs in Canada, or um, in the UK, uh, reduced um, rate and um, percent for hospitality sector. And all of that gets issued as a, as a, as a law as a regulation by the government of the country and has to be reflected in the software because then it affects taxes that companies are paying, the financial system, the HR system, the payroll, and many others. So there's also a business behind, and here also uh, our people do, did a tremendous job um, of implementing not only the regular changes or the Brexit or whatever comes, but um, also these, these legal changes related to COVID-19. And obviously, in the area of sports, we have seen uh, not that many well customers ticketing for concerts uh, with all the distance and testing and whatever the regulations were, and now using the event ticketing uh, as well for vaccination appointments. So thinking about adjacencies in the market and uh, thinking about the business we can drive, given the circumstances. So all in all, there is a little bit of uh, light at the end of the tunnel, I think. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how we will be meeting each other or getting to know each other in person when we can meet again, when we are allowed to travel again. This is currently not really the case yet. Um, in exception cases, yes, but not broadly. And how this will 
work out. So I'm also curious, but I think there is some learning in terms of management, in terms of interaction, in terms of sensitivity to the people, supporting them, um, taking care, but also really um, supporting our customers who have also, with all the changes, um, resiliency in the business. Yeah, and Eva, you know, I'll go back to your values in terms of how you just responded to that question, courageous clarity and customer focus. And, you know, there's a lot of conversation about how do we lead people through this virtual world. And as you indicated, you took this job on in October and and haven't been able to travel to be able to meet the people that you're working with. And, and then you think about the customer needs and how they have shifted. And as you indicated, not only are you updating and, and making reflections from a business perspective with the software, now there's legal uh, ramifications that have to be updated through the software and it's country to country to country. So um, yeah, a, a lot. And, and it goes back to the customer because at the end of the day, um, that's obviously what we want you as a leader need and want to keep uh, on the forefront. So um, yeah, this is unprecedented times. And I'm, I'm with you in terms of curiosity of how we're going to unfold this. And, and I love that you talked about the uh, psychological security, because I think as we continue to unfold, we'll have to continue to, to pay attention to that for our employees, as well as our customers, because we all have been impacted. Okay. So um, the best leaders, of course, are going to be curious. They're always going to be learning. So what have you done? What do you continue to do to make sure that you are continuing uh, to learn and move to the next level and, um, you know, continue to de develop who you are as a person and as a leader? Yeah, there was um, actually something which inspired me. I heard again a while ago where I heard... Um, that growth and comfort do not coexist. So actually, you have to be <laughs> a constant growth learner. And comfort do not coexist. I have to write this down. I love that. Yes. I have to look it up who said it, but I heard it and it was really inspiring. It's a while ago. And actually, it speaks to, to, to my attitude always because I'm always, I like learning and I like having experiences, but also like to put things into practice, obviously. Um, so you have to move out of your concert zone to grow. And um, there are many ways for me to learn. Um, and, and it's um, really the whole variety. So I'm learning the most when I exchange with people, when I have a discussion. And I'm dreaming again of our sessions at the whiteboard and just uh, bouncing ideas and developing things and, and really discussing and then um, seeing how can you uh, provide solutions to the problems you're aware of or you have other problems invented and you have new solutions or whatever perspective. Um, also, there is a strong um, focus from my side on networking across um, not only the company, but also within the ecosystem with the partners where you also exchange experiences, um, look at learnings out of projects, out of customer situations. I'm, I'm very glad to... Um, have good mentors and sponsors. So this is also, I'm learning a lot from them um, in a very trustful way that I can ask questions and I'm always sure that they are supportive and, and 
uh, really um, guide me, provide advice and, and take care. And um, I also have seen uh, reverse mentoring. We, we introduced this concept some years ago where uh, there were, normally you have a mentor and a mentee, this type of relationship, but there is also a relationship by two other mentors from different perspectives, out of different generations, also pairing people um, coming really from, from different generations. And what can you learn from another generation than you are, and what the other generation can learn uh, from from the other generation, so to speak. So this was also an interesting experience uh, for me. Yeah, And what I'm, how I'm learning actually discussion, but I'm also reading a lot, um, reading blogs on LinkedIn, uh, as well as uh, listen to webinars, podcasts, uh, um, all of these things. Nice. Yeah. Reverse mentoring is astonishing. So as a mentor, oftentimes we go into it and think, okay, I'm going to be the mentor and I'll distill my wisdom. And then we realize, oh, <laughs> they're a little bit smarter than I am and, and we can learn so much from it. And, and also I love this whole idea. You know, you talk about variety and how much you learn from people and the sessions at the whiteboard. I mean, we can do sessions on at the whiteboard on technology and it's just not the same. It's <laughs> yes. not the same. It's not, not the, same. the same. The whites of the eyes, we need the whites of the eyes. So, um, Yes, growth and comfort do not coexist. All right. So that's about you. So what have you done and what do you continue to do for your folks in terms of how to provide them development growth opportunities? So what it sounds like what's happened at SAP is when employees are willing to step up, especially after our, our last year, there's so much activity that is new to all of us that they have opportunities to step up and step into those opportunities. So what have you been doing to help your team and your, your organization develop and grow? Yeah, I'm a strong believer in empowerment and accountability. So I'm, I'm asking them questions. Um, how they, what is their perspective? What is their suggestion? Um, and also uh, trying really to enable them to come to good decisions or to good suggestions mm -hmm. that they are supported with mentors, with learning opportunities, but they can learn from different situations. You can learn from things which are going well from role models, mm -hmm. but you can also learn from things which are possibly not going that well, and you can also learn from that. So I'm supporting them in assuming uh, an own um, perspective, um, an own mind's point of view, and I'm asking for that actively. Um, holding them accountable also and, and uh, encouraging to learn, encouraged to, to, um, to grow. And on that one, it's also then depending what a person needs. If this is um, something they see uh, going to a training, how to work with people in, well, um, if somebody is based in Germany and we are in global teams, how to be, work with colleagues in India, China, or the US as cultural, as there are cultural differences and uh, might want to be aware of those or cultural, where you can meet also on a cultural level, but understand, be sensitive to the culture. This is one thing. Or... Um, also supporting them in being actually also visible um, mm. at conferences or when they are presenting something. So also, um, uh, yeah, this is, I think when I 
I recall a situation many years ago. I, I uh, hired a manager for a team, and I asked the, the team, "What is the type of manager you wanna, you want? I should hire." And they said, "Well, we need a manager who is actually acting in three ways. We sometimes need the manager to stand in front of the team, and if there is something happening, escalation, the manager has to take charge." <laughs> the heat is on the manager. Yes. Protect, the, protect the team. <laughs> then they also said the manager, the second role of the manager has to be standing at, at just really at the same role at, and in line with the people and mm. helping them to move the next step, to go to take the next step. And the third mm. is also standing behind them and pushing sometimes a little bit. Please just make the next step and, and, and uh, you support it and grow there. Yeah, it was a nice opportunity because then I, I also uh, uh, took the people um, with me that they could uh, have a voice in selection. Uh, the manager I did the interviews also here, and this was really interesting. But I think this is this is what I said. It's really important, and this is what they need. So you also have to be then mindful uh, what they need. Do they need some encouragement, some praise, some recognition? Do they need uh, feedback? Which type of Obviously, professional feedback, but what type of feedback? Encouraging, always, but more the learning perspective or more the, the perspective of did work out really well due to this, this. Do they need some formal training? Do they need some network? Do they need some doors to be open that they can be more visible? You know, Eva, as you were talking and thinking, what you said about each person is such an individual that they're going to come at how they want to grow and learn in different ways. And so if you give them this idea of, you know, do I need to encourage you? Do I need to give you feedback? What type of feedback, formal training, networking, how do I open doors for you? And as a leader to be able to recognize that everyone is an individual and is going to need things different. Now, with that said, it's not the leader's responsibility to always put the hand out and bring them forward. I love this idea of stand in line next to them and then sometimes yeah. stand in line behind them and push them. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's every individual's responsibility to take care of themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this is also prerequisite to that is also an open environment that you have to have a good trustful relationship and people are feeling okay to speak up and also articulating what they need because you cannot recognize always you can ask questions but you do not know um, so you also encourage people to to speak up here and also to uh, to raise their their voice and um, ask for support yeah and that is um, based on them trusting that they are going to be able to do that without um, any retribution. So having a safe, trusting environment where they can step up and step in and ask um, is, is, is very powerful. And, you know, what I always say about leadership is stuff runs downhill. And so if that's how you're operating at leading the organization, that means that's the role model you're providing to your other leaders to, to be certain that they too are listening and being mindful. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Our last question is, you know, I always think about what keeps us whole, what keeps us, what gives us our stamina. And at the end of the day, it's really about what brings us joy. And, and so 
outside of, of the work environment, Eva, what brings you joy so that you can show up whole at work and let people in your organization know, hey, I love my work and I also need to do X, Y, and Z so that I can be filled to the brim and I can bring my best game in. So what do you do? For me, this is really important because... Um, um, Maintaining a, a healthy work-life balance it also makes you makes you resilient, makes mm -hmm. you also um, in the end credible when you talk about well-being and you encourage people to take care of your of their health and of their um, resiliency, especially right now. So for me, it's always important to to spend time with my family and my friends. Um, mm -hmm. So I enjoy my time with the family. With my friends, uh, it always keeps me balanced and uh, really brings me joy. Um, the other thing is always, if possible, to be at, at the sea. Um, so I really uh, like to walk along the shore. I like to mm -hmm. swim. I like to listen to the wind. I like to hear the sound of the waves, all of that. So having this, this uh, view on the horizon where there is nothing, just the earth a little bit like a curve um, and the beach and, and the, the sand and the waves. So I, I love to be at, at, at the water, so to speak. Could be a lake as well, but only the sea. Yes. So it, it, currently it, in the south of Germany, we are the distance to the, to the northern sea uh, is um, remarkable. So the, the lake is also a good alternative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is something magical about listening to waves and, and, you know, as you said, looking at the horizon and recognize we're so small as, as we look at this world that we live in and we're just a, a, a small little tiny piece of it. So um, beautiful. Oh, Eva, thank you. Um, I, I really, really appreciate your insights and, and your thoughts about leadership. And, you know, it's so inspiring to hear. I mean, you gave us so many nuggets of not only how you lead, but how you you view your business, because that's all about leadership as well. And and I'm really, really grateful, very, very grateful for your wise, wise words. So um, thank you, Eva, really very much, very, very much. Yeah, thanks also, Karen, to you for, uh, for having me here as a guest and also um, for talking this important topic, because as you said, I would also say there are always individual notions and perspectives on leadership and everybody is, has an own uh, interpretation of that. But uh, you can always learn from others and get inspired from me as well, uh, listening to others, um, getting inspiration from and also finding my way. Um, um, in the business with the people uh, in our organization for our customers. Yeah. So thanks for, for having me today. Yeah. Uh, oh, Eva, it was, it was just great. And um, you're right in, in terms of, as I said, I, I'm doing these episodes and in, in this podcast and what I'm learning is extraordinary and um, how, how people come about leadership is extraordinary. So I'm learning along the way and um, it's been fascinating for me. So, so Eva, thank you. And, and to all of you out there, thanks for listening. I'm Karen Colligan and you've been listening to Eva Sauka, who is the senior vice president and global head of SAP enterprise adoption at SAP. Till the next episode of the Let's Talk Leadership podcast, have a good one. And don't forget to keep it real. 
Music by Poddington Bear. Editing by Mary Lee Williams. Have a good one. Bye now.